show life's theater and yeah i have some exciting news well i don't really want to say exciting news but i got some news that i want to bring to you this channel will be giving information regarding i believe things that we need to know and be aware of in this particular time since we're living in a time where there's so much distraction we all go to work and have things we do throughout the day where certain things under the radar get missed so my job is to seek out these particular things and bring it forth so i have today with me which she would be on sometimes with me my wife brooke say hi brooke hello i don't know if y'all can hear because she's not really close to the microphone so let me say it again i have my wife brooke here say hello Hello, my name is Brooke, as my husband stated. I'm glad to be here. All right, all right, all right. All right, so let's not waste any more time. Let's get into it. As I say, this is the first podcast recording, so bear with me. It's a little different. It's new. <laughs> I may not be the best today, but as I progress further in this, I will be. Uh, praise to the Most High. So... It won't be no more than an hour because I don't want to drag it all out and you guys fall asleep on me. So, for respect, I keep it under an hour. That's a promise. All right? So, the first article we're going to go into, I believe we're living in a time where there's a lot of distraction, like I said before, that's going on within the earth. A lot of things we know that's been going on, COVID, all these particular things, certain laws being passed. You know, inflation going up, hard to do this, hard to do that. A lot of things that's been implanted within our minds and brain through the beast system that we know all of us operate under. You know what I mean? We're in this world, but as we know, we're not supposed to be of the world, right? So I find certain articles that I think that's interesting that I think that can prepare us. And make us think within ourselves. And the reason why I call this particular podcast Life Theater, because the whole world is a theater, right? Life is a theater. And it's pretty much, I'll explain real quick, what part of this theater you're going to play. You're going to be the bad actor or you're going to be the good actor? Are you going to be the one sitting in the front or do you want to be the one that's sitting in the back? Because if you're the one that's sitting in the back, that means you really can't see. You want to be the one that's sitting in the front. That way you can see everything that's going on. You get what I'm saying? So 
life is a theater and he's the, and you need to know what position you play in this world we live in because as far as the powers to be that so-called control the earth for a time being these particular individuals pull out uh hopes and all kind of false flags and everything on the stage they do everything through acting so that's why i call it life is a theater and at the same time the god we serve this whole earth is his is his footstool it's a theater and we're playing our part in it everyone has a role in life the thing is when you find your role in life or are you just here just to be an extra or a puppet or a puppet right right you don't want to be an extra because extra are the one that really don't get paid attention to or maybe you do want to be that person right well, as far as I know, when you are extra, you know, like you you be in a movie, you'd be like, uh, yeah, you know, I was in that, man. Check me out. Look, I was right there. See? But you be the one that just go by or you they'll flash the camera on you for a second, but you don't have no part. You don't you don't really say nothing. But you also are not engaged in in the negative stuff sometimes. Well sometimes sometimes you're not sometimes you are engaged in negative stuff. But sometimes you just on the sideline and watching, right? And so, like the Most High tells us too, is like if, if we if we watch it, know that people and we can learn from their mistakes, or or learn things that they're doing wrong, or learn that oh, well, look, see, they did that one thing, you know, so they crashed and burned, so you know what, I ain't gonna do that thing again. So sometimes if you're outside looking in, or like the extra, you can learn from others' mistakes. Okay, all right, our I successes guess, as well too. All right, I guess. It can somewhat in certain situations go both right, ways. Right. But at the end of the day, I like to be in the front row seat. Because right, I, mean, yeah. I like to see what's going on. But that's your but but maybe that's your role in the theater. All yeah. right. Yeah. Maybe so. So this brings us to the first article I like to bring forth. Right? This particular article deal with our children. And you know, like they say, the children are the future. And we're living in a time now where they actually even more so, even though they always were doing, they, they was always doing this behind the scene. It's just that we wasn't aware of their cunning devices, right? Mm -hmm. But they've always been attacking the children in so many ways. And we know one is within, within the school, right? within a school system within itself is the institution within itself, right? That's another story, but the school is an institution within itself. It is an institution. And then at the same time, you know, we was taught to leave our children, drop our children off at daycare centers and all these particular things that they have taught us to be what we, in our mind, they have they have gained the trust within our, in our mind, our thoughts to leave our children in, in, in the hands of other people. Right, and so now that parents is, is not really cleaving to that no more, like there's an awakening within that where you see an explosion of homeschooling, right? And then with the COVID that just you know went into effect, whatever the case may be, uh, everyone in a sense was forced to be at home, right? Children, adults, you know, everybody had to work from home for the most part. You know, everybody works online now, and now even the children go to school online. So with that, and then the time we're living in have moved more children into 
uh, electronic devices, mm -hmm. right? Which is another tool that they can they can bait your children into mm -hmm. controlling them through electronic device, which which will connect to social media and all these different platforms that would get your child involved and engaged in and get lost in this worldwide web. They catch your child, they trap your child within the web, mm. social media. So this particular article I bring forth states, study reveals that kids screen can't, I mean, I'm sorry, study reveals that kids screen use can stunt emotional development and lead to more severe challenging behavior mm. right because we know majority of the children today right are on media or on, on their phones tablets i know that i have four children and when i go just not speak about my children but I'm saying they have devices, but when I go to like Target, me and the wifey is out and things of that nature. Who do you? What do you see most of the time? You see a child with a tablet. Mm -hmm. You even see young, 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 young children like five on the phone with you know what I mean. Smart, you know they hold holding their mom phones or whatever the case may be, knowing how to navigate through the phone. You know what I mean. Four or five years old, they know how to navigate. They know how to actually go in and do particular things within the phone. So the children has already been bred within this technology at an early age. And it's making the children get more attached to these devices. And then it creates what? More screen time. More, more of them being glued where they just looking at the screen all day. Where they don't want to do nothing else for the most part but be right there stuck on the tablet all day. But don't they say, "Oh, this is this is the the, the era that we're in, right? That that, that we're in the the technical uh, era, right? That oh, that computers and technology, this is the future, right? And so I, I think too, it's like our, our children now they're they're kind of they have they have a disadvantage, right? Because everything now is like revolving around technology, so it's 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 kind of kind of hard for us well i guess it's not hard but it's like we have to be more cognizant of how you know how to allow them to to complete you know like their homework assignments and their learning and their education um on these devices but to to be aware of what's going on when they're on these devices right, right? and so i think some companies you know have came up with some safeguards to help our children, but I think it's still up to us to kind of do our due diligence and, and, you know, you know, asking our children, Hey, what are you watching? You know, um, pre-screening some of these shows that they're watching or pre-screening the YouTube videos that are out there. And, and then, you know, and like, for instance, what, what we have is, what is it called? Uh, it's a Amazon fire tablet, right? Right. For kids. And so it's like, they have the, the monitor that we can go on. We can see the apps that are, we can, choose like their age profile and even in that we still are still monitoring them because even some of the stuff that's supposed to be age appropriate it's inappropriate it's inappropriate right right, right. So, exactly right. so let's read this article right here it states right here it says american tech insiders aka silicon valley parents 
have been limiting their own children's use and exposure to technology for years. Mm -hmm. So these are people that came up with this technology, right, right? Silicon Valley, but they're even they're even banning their children from using these devices. There's a video where you can see where they actually their their schools are set up. They don't have no tablets, no electronic devices. See, it says they send their kids to low tech and no tech schools, mm -hmm. right? Make their nannies sign no screens contracts and spy on their nannies to make sure they aren't breaking these contracts, right? It says, of course, researchers continue to prove that kids' use of smartphones and other digital devices isn't good for their behavior, emotional, mental, and physical health. Combination of harmful things, exposure to blue light, right? It says exposure to cell phone radiation as well as other devices of wireless Wi-Fi radiation, electromagnetic field, and exposure to addictive and inappropriate content. Kids are not exempt from ruthless data collection practices either. So yeah, when your children are on these devices, Google, all these particular companies is collecting data yeah, on your child. Instagram. Even Amazon. Mm-hmm. They're protect. I mean, they're collecting information on your children, knowing your children's behavior, mm -hmm. what they like. A perfect example: what the children watch and do on Amazon, on under the child profile. Those of you that have children, it goes to what they like, and then it adds certain things in that they can download. It studies the children's behavior. Do you want to say something? Go ahead. Yeah. So I think that what was crazy too is like how it's like. It's immediate too. I was searching on, um, I was on YouTube watching a video, and then I was searching uh, the Google the Google sites for uh, like a search engine for email to, to, to host like a like a, like a business email account, and it was it was called Bluehost, and so I was searching Bluehost, and on my YouTube. Uh, after the show went on to commercial break, now they have commercial breaks on YouTube videos, which is funny to me. The blue host came up after after the next commercial, and I have never so far seen the blue host on my YouTube. And how crazy! I was, you know, ten seconds later, I was searching, and then ten seconds later, it popped up on the YouTube as as a commercial for YouTube. I mean, that's how quick they they're reading your data and then applying it to whatever social media that you're utilizing. It's really crazy, though. It's 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 so high tech. It's scary. Yeah, that's the world we live in. They, right. they, you know, they monitor, they watch yeah. this big brother yeah. in in in, in your power. in all your business. Right. There's no such thing as privacy no more. Yeah. Not on your phone. There are particular apps that you can get. Duck, duck, go, right, right? Where you can search the web where it's not tracked. But then at the same time, we don't really know. Right. We don't really know. We don't. You know, that's what they say. We don't really know for sure. You know, anytime you want to download an app on a phone, you have to give them access to your contacts, GPS location, all that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just speaking of how they collect data information, they do it with children as well, yeah. right? So that it, it goes on to say, uh, for parents with little ones, here's another reminder about why you may want to keep devices away from them, right? So now it says, um, 
smartphone it says uh study find right out of michigan arbor michigan it said use these uh let me get back let me just hop down i'm gonna i'm gonna just jump around in here right it says the findings of the study well it said using smartphones and other digital devices to pacify young children can backfire and end up stifling their emotional development a new study warned researchers at michigan uh medicines say digital technology may help calm down toddlers in a short term right mm-hmm. like you can give it to them in a short term term because you know of course you know when you're dealing with little ones you know any most people know that have children young ones you know they can be irritating that time with the crying and the fussing and all that you know that that's just that's just what children do that's the nature of children right. but it's not exempt that you know it gets frustrated sometimes or irritated right. you, you know what i mean so you'll see most parents you know they would give them the you know the tablet to calm down huh you know so they could so, so the parent can have a peace of mind here you go you know a smart way of saying shut up here you go you see and we shouldn't do that but but these particular devices have have became have became a crutch yeah. right it's true it says uh but it could also reduce their chances to practice emotional coping skills true. scientists add that handing a moody handling a moody preschool age child a screen may seem to offer a quick fix yet it could also lead to more severe challenging behavior further down the line right and then it said a finding of the study published by JAMA Pediatrics showed that frequent use of smartphones and tablets to calm upset children between three to five years old lead to increased emotional deregulation in kids particularly in boys right and then like this is the field that I work in so then and then it's also teaching the child too is like um, instead of me uh, properly uh, expressing my emotions you know or you know crying for my for my basic needs you know now I'm crying to uh, you know to get my parents to give me what I want right so then it becomes a a, a, a bad coping skill correct right and yeah. so then and then they, they don't never learn how to have healthy and positive coping skills yeah. and, and to like self-soothe now they're being sued by you know technology, technology playing yeah. their games or you know hearing their music or watching Coco Melon or, or you know or watching you know Ryan's uh, Ryan's, uh, Ryan's world, world which is terrible <laughs> right. right so I'm yeah. just saying like and I'm saying like it's, it's not like we all didn't, didn't watch these shows or, or, or have our children watching these but then when you start to really you know look at your children's behavior and kind of gauge how much they're watching these shows and then and then, and then think about like your own childhood yeah. What does it do to their mind? Right. It's like, yeah. why are they not playing no more? Why are they and, not and playing like, no more? Right. And like, <laughs> right. So, let's, I'm going I'm to read a little bit more and then I'm going to play this particular uh, audio. Right. Uh, it says right here. Matter of fact, I'm going to play this first and let you guys hear what this particular uh, video. It's about four minutes, but check this out. Seven in ten parents fear their kids are becoming internet zombies. 
<laughs> I haven't read it yet, but my guess is they should probably keep an eye on their little monsters. That in a report at Study Finds. Don't forget to like and subscribe below. So the question is, is all that time spent on social media, gaming apps, and streaming services turning kids' brains into mush? Well, probably. The study polled 2,000 American parents of school-aged children and found 64% are concerned about the amount of time their children spend on the Internet. Another two-thirds believe their child's overall behavior has changed as a result of increased time online. Well, do you think? Uh, here's a baseball and a bat. Why don't you go outside and play for a while? Figure out what a little physical activity is. Well, 71% trust their little angel is mature enough to roam the web unsupervised. A quarter of parents think a child should be in their teens before allowing this. Well, no kidding. Still, the average parent surveyed let their child browse the internet independently at 11 years old. <laughs> no. Would you drop your kid off downtown at night and say, go, okay, walk home. <laughs> Stop it. We used to go play at the park with the baseball and we knew to run away from strangers if we had to. That was the whole point. Learn how to live, folks. Even when our kids were teens, that was pretty direct. All connected computers were only in the living room. I had passwords to every email account and other communication system, and there was no social media allowed. Now with the older kids, once they had social media, we had those passwords too. There were no secrets. I told the kiddos the rules, and they knew I could see everything. They're still roaming the earth today, and they're good kiddos <laughs> when they're in front of me. It's like at work for us adults in the room. We know that we do not say anything online or an email that we wouldn't say out loud. I'm telling you nothing online is secret, even when they say it is. Where was I? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Generally, 68% of parents think it's inevitable that their child will see something inappropriate on the interwebs when they're not able to monitor them. And 71% say that will happen whether at school or doing homework online. Folks, I wasn't a parent so I could be my kids' friends. Believe it or not, they want to know the rules and if you tell them, look, I want you to know the rules so we can all be happy and not have issues for ourselves. They'll like that. This is the one thing that really bugs me. 43% of parents are also worried that their child might receive messages from strangers, and 39% worry about them accidentally accessing inappropriate content. See, folks, devices charge in the master bedroom, not in the kids' room. You've got to set up these rules before they get the device. They'll comply if it means either follow the rules or they don't get the device. And remember, you can still get phones that are not smartphones, or at least now that you can lock down with parental controls. But kids are pretty resourceful, so you have to be careful. It's scary. I know. Sorry. This is the way it is. And it's good to see that 40% of parents do use parental controls, according to the survey. Now, 38% conduct random checks of Internet history, and 37% do make their kids turn in the devices. Well, good job, parents. That's what you're supposed to do. So, remember, they probably know a way around a lot of this stuff, so look out for the signs that there are other apps in there that they may be using for alternative communication. Most of all, talk to your kids. Make sure they know you want them to have all the freedom that comes with being connected. And when they're ready, be vigilant. Check out more detail in the link in the description below on this and other studies at studyfinds.com. All right, all right, all right. So we see that what 
these particular devices is doing to our children is deteriorating their mind. And one thing he said about children uh, being access to inappropriate behavior, right? Uh, you know, coming across content, content that's inappropriate, right? Uh, I know from a story that a brother told me um, that he had a he had a a niece that he went and checked up on because her mom her mom had some kind of disease or something like that. Uh, so he went to you know he went to check on her mom, but also went to check on his niece. You know he haven't seen his niece in a while. I think she was something like eight years old, right? And so when he went, when he went over there, he answered, you know, she, she answered the door because the, 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 the mom was sick. She was sick. I can't remember what, it, what she had. But anyway, and uh, when, when she answered the door, uh, she had the phone in her hand. And when, they, and when he looked at the phone, the, the, the child was looking at pornography, right? And so the, the, the brother, which, which I believe was her uncle, he took the phone from her. He was disturbed, like, like, what the hell, right? And so the next day he had asked her, he said, how did you come across this? And so what the daughter had said was, mommy was watching a show where she said, where it was a boy and a girl was kissing. She said, so I wanted to see more boys and girls kissing, right? This, like that, right? This little girl had typed in boys and girls kissing, right? Something so innocent just like that, right? Now, who knows if it has something to do with the history? I don't know. Some people say it could have been a history, whatever was being typed within that phone. That could be a possibility. But simple words like that can pull up things inappropriate. Well, now, too, it's like you don't even got to type it in, right? Because you have now you have Alexa... And yeah, Siri, you can just speak what you want, and right. who knows what pops up. Right, and and but that's how she she ended up watching that. And imagine what you know, like the brother said, he don't know how long she been looking at this. You get what I'm saying? So, just a purpose example, and and the reason how she, why she had the phone, according to what the brother had told me, was her dad, you know, was was locked up, and that was a phone that he had gave her so he can. He can be in contact with her if they, him and him, if, if she wasn't, uh, he wasn't getting a, getting along with uh, her mom. He can directly call his daughter and speak to her, right? But you shouldn't, no way should a child at that age have a phone to herself. But there are parents that do that, that will give their children phones at that particular age, right? Now, don't get me wrong, some children could be, if you want to say responsible, but at the same time, no. You right? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now let's get back to what I'm saying. I was just, I just want to speak on that inappropriate content that they could come across. Now the, it says right here within a study, it said the findings suggest that the association between device calming and emotional consequences was particularly high among boys and children who may already experience hyperactivity, impulsiveness and strong temperate that makes them more that makes them more uh where i'm at likely to react in, intensely to feelings mm -hmm. such as anger 
frustration and sadness. Yeah. Because think there's a there's a withdrawal when they can't have these devices. There's a withdrawal. And I know for a fact with my children, you know what I mean, to a level. And that's why we don't allow them, me personally, I don't allow them to be on the tablet at all for the whole week. It's school through the whole week. They don't get the tablet. Right. You know what I mean? There was a time that they was for a minute, and I was like, nah. And so they used to get up in the morning and get right on the tablet. No. So you have to monitor. Now, I know we live in a time where this is the reality. Right, so you have to monitor how much your child have access to these devices. You get what I'm saying, and not to not not overly abusing it, as majority of adults do. Right. <laughs> well, good, All right. All right. So to wrap this up, it says right here. Rather see acknowledge that there are times when parents may strategically use devices to distract children such as doing travel and multitasking with work so like for example when we're out when we're out this is this this is when they get the tablet when we out when we out in the vehicle when we out driving that's when they get the tablet you know something like that but just at home i, I cut that i kind of cut that down tremendously you know so it says uh, travel or multitasking with work. It says while occasional use of digital devices to occupy children is expected and realistic, because it is it's the world we live in, right? Dr. Wideski notes it is important for it not to become a primary or regular soothing tool. She adds that pediatric health professionals should also initiate conversations with parents and caregivers about using devices with young children and encourage alternative methods for emotional regulation. See? Yeah. So we can't use the devices just to... To appease them. To appe yeah, there you go. That's the word. To yeah. appease our yeah. children to sooner. them. And that's, what, that's mainly what... What we see. Parents do today. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was somewhat guilty of it for a uh, small period. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... And, and I'm telling you, these devices... They could be dangerous. They they could they could like he said it could it could develop personality disorders, anger, and things of this nature within children. Well, then too, it's like then they learn. Then it's like they don't like children don't 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 play with other kids no more. They don't know how to have a conversation with other people no more. They're socially inept now because they they you know unless gaming and all that. Yeah, all day. and if they're gaming, I mean sometimes yeah, I know now the games they they have where you can talk to them from people from China or whatever your friends from down the street. You know, but it's like we're not used to, to, to looking at the person in their eye and talking to them and saying hi and having an appropriate conversation and, you know, and, and, and knowing, like, you know, just, just how to have a conversation, how to have social interactions. and Right. Because, like you said, yeah. kids today don't really like going outside. No, they don't. Now, we're going to wrap this, this, less, this article up, but the end it is that. I think the most high, my children, they love to go outside. You know what I mean? They love to go outside. As much as, you know, they like to be on the tablet, even though I limit that, but they like to go outside. And that's the part we need to get back to. Children need to go outside, ride their bikes, interact with other children, that kind of stuff. Now, people may say that's not the, the, the time you're living in, but it don't necessarily mean that your child has to live 
in this particular time like right. this. We don't we don't have to fully initiate sure. ourselves yeah. all the way in it. You can do a little bit of because we know this is we we don't want to be out our way out of, of tune within society, but these things are still healthy for children in their upbringing. I think also before you end it, um, is that think about it if they're always inside too, then they're always snacking, they're always want you want to eat this and eat Obesity. that. Yeah, so then like think about the our children that are, that that, that are in, in America especially are becoming obese and overweight like. They're in the house playing video games, snacking on chips and cookies. You know, yeah. like they should be outside yeah. playing. playing. You know, we Working outside playing. Right, you ain't trying to go get snacks and cookies. You know, because you're trying to run and play hide and seek and ride your bikes and stuff. Right. Yeah. So, just that's just something just to keep in mind. Like, yeah. make you think. Yeah. You know, just be mindful of your children. You know, with these with these devices, because the scriptures say, "Be not ignorant." Of Satan devices, these are devices that he used to entrap us from children to adults. So we have to do everything in moderation. That's a hard thing to do, but we have to know how to function at how to how to function like that in moderation, right? All right. So we're gonna take a break, play this song real quick, about a three four minute song. Hope you guys enjoy it, and then after that break, we'll come back with the last article. In this to you. That's a tough pill to swallow Instagram page, you can click it, then you follow The most size there when your spirit feeling hollow Good for your health, like he gave you avocado They get on your nerves, I don't see how you can tolerate I can't hang with no Hebrews being fake Shout out to my op, bars can relate I would not serve the creature, cut the head off every snake Ricky Bobby in the kitchen, got a little shake and bake They going to hate the nation, that is for the Lord's sake When the Sabbath comes around, that is when I take a break No buying, no selling, or no cooking up in my place Get my brother on his phone, and that is when we convocate Now after that's over, then I gotta go get a plate It's all about patience, and you really just need to wait I follow the Father, and I am ready for the chase Tell me where to go and I'll follow. Leave me, Father. Tell me where to go and I'll follow. Leave me, Father. Tell me where to go and I'll follow. Leave me, Father. Tell me where to go and I'll follow. Leave me, Father. Tell me where to go and I'll foll
say not to go back to this way, then they won't go. You can be lost at you, see commitments to follow. Most I bring me up whenever I be feeling low. Me and my rip, red apocalypse a joke. Thinking back to Joe, man, that boy was really strong. Kept his faith in the Lord, man, his wife said to move on. Family was gone, man, his family was torn. Compliments of Hashatan, he's a son of a gun, but Joe kept going on. Sitting on a pile of dung, like father, what have I done wrong? Things come around, the see what's going on. This is not the joke that we used to know. Gave away his all, but he's still destroyed. Yeah, he's still a guy. Give up on the Lord. All right, now we back, back again, back again. Hope y'all enjoyed that song. It's a wonderful song. Uh, hope it was good to the soul. Now we're going to move on to the next article, which is the last article, right? This article speaks of the time we're living in as well. Everything I like to bring is dealing with what we're actually up against in life, right? <laughs> to make you think and know that you have to play your part and know your part in this life theater, right? You have to know. You can't just sit out on the side bench. You can sit on the, on the bench, but Satan don't care if you sit on the bench. He's still going to attack you. So you 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 want to be in the game, right? And play your part. This particular article says how to mentally prepare yourself for the f for the epic economic stuff hit the fan that's coming. Or SATF. Or SATF. I'm not gonna say that word, but you know, I just say stuff, right? So. How do you prepare for an economic um, stuff at the fans? Why? Right. How do you how do you prepare for something like that? Well, let me just say that even though this article is more speaking of the physical, right? I have to let you know the weapons our weapons are not carnal. Now you do need some things in the carnal, the physical that can help you to some level but ultimately how do you prepare for something like this your mind got to be right with your mind being right that means what your spirit has to be right your spirit has to be in tune in frequency with the most high because he is the only one as the scriptures say can give you a sound mind to know how to navigate in a time that's becoming much more darker it's becoming more darker every day as we speak look at all the laws look at the rainbow coalition right. you know what I mean look at the T-R-A-N-S you know in the school system so and then look at the house the inflation of the house going up look at the homelessness people on the street people losing their homes right. all these particular things people losing their jobs right People losing their savings. You get what I'm saying? There's going to be a day that majority of people in this earth is going to, well, not even majority. All of us going to lose everything just like that overnight. 
but you can gain it back under the beast system once they introduce the mark of the beast. Mm. That is, if you take it, now you got a choice. You can take it. Because the Most High gave us choices, right? But if you take it, you would not enter the kingdom of heaven. I'm Period. I'm so good. So how do you prepare yourself for what's coming? The physical part is cool. You need a little bit of physical. I'm not going to say you don't. But ultimately, make sure that your spirit and you have a relationship with the Most High God and you seek in His face. That's the ultimate goal. Yeah. Don't, don't ever forget that. That's the ultimate prep. <laughs> yeah, that's the ultimate prep. But here's some of the physical. It says right here. Um, here we go. It says... He, this is, it says, in this article, he said, I tried to establish the relationship between the economy and stuff hit the fan and provide some insights on some implications that institutions and other factors have in determining the outcome of collapse, economic or otherwise. Now, let's talk about the practical matters of the looming economic stuff hit the fan, right? Because... Most people don't believe that stuff is going to hit the fan. Mm -hmm. Most people think they got COVID is just something that just happened and that the world is going to readjust. Yeah. yeah, it's readjusting, but it's not going to readjust in the way that you like. Right. It's not going to go back to what we once thought was normal, which really wasn't normal. We just wasn't at a, a level of understanding certain things. Or if you did, right, you was considered a conspiracy theorist. Uh -huh. You see, there's people that talked about what we see happening within the earth right now yeah, 20, 30 years ago, yeah. even longer than that. Yeah. And they was labeled conspiracy theory. But like a conspiracy theory is only, a, a conspiracy theory only means what's that, something that is against the government control of what they have taught us. If it's not what the government told you, it's a conspiracy theory. If you think outside the box, you are a conspiracist. Just like Christ. They thought Christ was. They almost thought, the Pharisee thought he was like a conspiracy theory because the way he was speaking and how he was bringing the understanding of the doctrine, the Pharisees had never heard it in the way that he, that he, that he taught it. They was like, who is you that speak of this authority? You see what I mean? See, when you get to thinking outside the box, you're considered a conspiracy theorist or a weirdo. But, deep, but there are people that spoke about things that are happening today in the world we're living on right now in 2000, what? 22. Right? Almost 23. Right? So here's one. Here it go. It says right here, this is an early warning. It does not mean that Warning is wrong, right? Okay, let me tell you back. He said, it's it's time to see more about what's coming and how to prepare for it. Nothing has happened yet. Why should I worry? So people would say, well, nothing has happened yet, right? Because what? I can still go to work. I can still go down the street and pump me some gas. I can still give me some food. Yet not, notice, not noticing that the shortages on the shelf is getting shorter. Right. The food is getting shorter. Food is getting higher. All the particular things, people are having an excuse, but not realizing that the government is 
pushing people to the point of eventually chaos, right? Once people wake up and understanding that they've been duped, right? So it says right here, as it says, an early warning does not mean warning is wrong. He says there is always some, there is always something governments and institutions can do to kick the can down the road, right? They'll lay this whole thing out. They'll take their time with certain things, right? Like how they roll this out. Now they're making people think everything is good. Everything is somewhat normal. But when, but if you really see what they're doing in the background, they haven't stopped what they're doing. They're just doing it more strategically now because now they, they, they've already accomplished one phase of this whole pandemic. Right? We know with the, you know, you know the, the, the shot thing, all that. You know, they accomplished that. That's phase one. And, you know what I mean? Now they're moving on to the next phase of this whole rollout. And, it, and it's just going to get worse. So when it says an early warning does not mean warning is wrong. This is a this is an early warning. It's just when you wake up and understand the warning that's being presented in front of you, right? So it says, in fact, since early 2008, even before that, governments have done precisely that in overdrive, right? They've been pushing this thing already in overdrive back then, right? But Certain that 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 we know they just do it right overnight. You wake up one night, and the whole world change change just like that, right? That's why Christ said, "Take it day by day," right? Because we can't worry about tomorrow. For the most part, it's too much stuff to worry about in a day, and we don't know the devices that these wicked these wicked people that control the earth for a time being what they go roll out of they out of their hat, right? We understand if you study and follow and read your Bible, we, we, we can know majority of what's going on, but we don't know how these things in some way will play out in some, in some instances, right? It says, unlike natural disasters, the powers that can, it says, unlike natural disasters, the powers that be can artificially postpone economic stuff hit the fan. Yeah. They can, they, they, they can, they can, they can postpone it, or they can make you think they postpone it, but they not. They, what they do, what I believe is they go according to the crowd, how the people react to certain things. It's like a rollout. It's like a test pilot. They throw it out there and see how people react, and if, and if they get back to certain results or some, or if they get too much of it, then they're strategic how they move forward within right. certain things. Because if they push out too much at one, then what? People will catch on. Because remember, these people are all about mind control. Mm -hmm. They're all about capturing the mind, controlling the mind, psychology, raping the mind and the thoughts within how we think by how they project certain things in front of your TV, television, right? He says, however, not indefinitely, right? He said, in practice, this means we may keep living on borrowed time for a while, right? This means we may keep living on borrowed time for a while. But at one point, reality will assert itself and catch up, right? 
it would assert itself and catch up. A lot of brilliant people believe that reality is coming soon. Mm. It isn't it already here, but you know what's sad? Most people are still not awake. Most people don't want to be awake. Lots of people want to stay asleep. So we have to we have to realize that there are going to be some people that are not awakened, and that's just the reality of it. Everyone can't wake up and see what's going on. There are people that's going to be destroyed when this stuff hit the fan, from from good people to bad people. But I honestly would think more bad people is going to be destroyed, right? It says, okay, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? It says, and that's why being a prepper is a mindset, right? Now, being a prepper, now we know that being a prepper, you can prep and have, you know what I mean? But that's not going to save you. It's the mindset. It's your mind. Having your mind prepped for what's coming. It's a mind thing. Knowing how to endure the things that's coming. It's a mindset. Like I said before, if you're, when your spirit is right, right, you have a sound mind. You bear to move in these times, yeah. right? But you know, but we're still saying that nothing, nothing. You don't gotta have food prepared or certain emergency items. Like, I mean, we still prepare, you know. But you can have all the food and all the emergency items you want. But like you said, if your mind ain't right, your spirit ain't right, this ain't gonna do you no good in the end. Right, it ain't gonna do you no good. It says hindsight is twenty twenty. He says. And that's why being a prepper is a mindset. In 2018 and 2019, if someone told you the entire world would lock down for months thanks to a virus and engulf us all in the craziness we're in now, how would you have reacted? Right? And check this out, ready, believe it or not. This was predicted by a, there was a female, you can watch this uh, on Jesse Ventura, Conspiracy Theory. I can't remember the episode, but the lady, he was interviewing this lady that was from another country, and she straight told people uh, she was from a, she moved to another country. She left because she said she knew what was coming. She straight out said that they're going to inject something up your nose. She's playing the whole, she said, and they're going to be putting stuff into people and killing people. You can watch that it's, it, if you can find it. Like I said, they removed it. They removed certain things because they thought Jason Ventura was a crazy dude. But if you watch, I can't remember which episode it was, but um, somebody will know if you look it up. But um, this particular female had stated this whole thing. She was working for she was working for the government, and she knew this whole rollout 20 years ago before it happened. So this lets you know that this is not something that just happened out of nowhere. They planned this down about 10, 15 years ago, right? So yeah, but like like you said, would you would how would you react if you you knew this back then? Most people just write off like, nah, right? It says when I say bad guys are coming, I'm not talking about or trying to predict the end of the world. Arguing that is a distortion, right? Yeah. Being prepared doesn't mean I'm living in a bunker with a gas mask and tons of canned food. Life goes on. And we should be out there living it while we still can. But this isn't incompatible with being ready and aware, right? Don't stick your head in the sand. 
Because no matter if you try to stick your head in the sand and make it seem like this is not going to go down, it's going to go down. Right. No matter if you try to ignore it or try to put it off in your mind, it's going to go down. So you will want to prepare your mind. You want to prepare your spirit, right? He says, use it instead. Is it better to be early and prepare? Like the Most High says, seek him while he can be found. Seek him early, right? Or late and unprepared, right? With all the warning signs blinking red, the choice should be obvious. It should be obvious. It should be obvious what's going on. The alphabet people, look how many more rights they're getting. They ain't getting more rights than us as regular people. You know what I mean? Look at the government's passing all kind of laws and protection to them. They passing laws against those who want to homeschool their children. And many more different type of laws they passing. Right? Let's move on. He says, let me read you some more. He says right here, here's another, here's another, here's another thing to do. Take action now. Don't wait until something happens to start researching and learning how to live in a world with an economy entirely different from the one we had for the past 20 or 30 years. You got to adjust. You have to adjust, right? I know this sounds like basic prepping advice, but it is less about stockpiling food, right? It ain't just about stockpiling food, right? Or ammo. You see people just going out there getting a bunch of ammo. They think it's just about having food and ammo. I'm straight. No, you're not. You're not. That's only going to get you so far. This is a spiritual war, right? And more about not underestimating the blow that living a simpler or more limited life can have on ours and our family and friends' psycholo uh, psychology, right, on your mind, right? It's almost like we have, to, we have to learn how to start living below standards, below means, right? Because we're going to have to adjust to what they're bringing so we don't, we don't put too much on us, right? He says, on that, Daisy provides a wealth of advice on living frugally in many of his books. You know, this book he provided is gone. He says, uh, let's move on to that. Here, so here's here's the end game. Like where I'm at. Uh, yeah. War, gaming, possible scenarios, right? Think of many different ways that the economy stuff hit the fan can directly and indirectly affect you and your family. Consider the implications for your job, career, savings, mortgages, investments, pensions, income, healthcare, everything. You got to adjust because one day that stuff going to be gone. Yeah. It's going to be gone. You have to come to the realization that what do you do when you lose this stuff? When you lose this stuff. Mm -hmm. Right? Also, Think about practical changes in everyday routine. How would transportation, leisure, and entertainment, safety, shopping, and other routines and necessities, yours and your family's, be affected? Both by the changes in the economy, the society, the politics, and your community. Right? We got to think about these particular things. Because it's going to affect all of us. All of us is going to be affected. All of us. 
No one is exempt. All of us are going to be affected by this in some way, right? And for those who 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 are following the Most High, right? It's going to affect us the most, right? Because we ain't going to be uh, adapting, right? We ain't going to be, you know, submitting to to that to that mark and submitting to the system. So we're going to have to be off grid, you know, relying on Him and only Him, right? You know, so yeah. so it's like prepare your spirit now. You know, get ready, follow him, you know, stay prayed up, you know, and stay strong in his word. Yeah. Lastly, establish plans for short, mid, and long terms. Be aware that generational economic downturn don't happen suddenly. There can be shocks and crashes of various magnitudes with more immediate and grave consequences. But things usually occur in stair steps cycling through booze and busts. And they're happening right now while we ride to the bottom. Right? Short term means having preparations, cash and provisions. Right? To deal with frozen accounts. Right? Because you ain't gone one day, your money going to be gone. If it's all in the bank, especially. Confiscations. Bouts of social unrest. Things like midterm can include shortages, disruption, blackouts, overall decadence, and failure to public services and utilities. You ain't gonna better depend on the police. All the particular thing. You gonna we coming to the time where you gotta stand on your own and trust the Most High God to protect you, or have a band of brothers that you can trust, or a community of some people that you can trust. Yeah. Right. He says, in the long term, all the effects of inflation compounded with stagnant or declining economic growth, stagflation, and everything that comes with it. And that's fine. We must accept. Don't worry and not stress. Don't get stuck on that. Right? Don't. It's nothing to worry and distress about. Just prepare yourself for it. Prepare yourself for it. Don't. Live it, don't live in a fantasy world thinking that these things is not going to affect you. And then when it hit you, you didn't prepare your soul. Your lamp wasn't full. You get what I'm saying? As Christ said. Reflect, discuss the possibilities, take notes on what you can and move on. Stay calm, positive, and open on what you can. Right? What you can. Stay mobile. And angle. Keep improving above all. Learn to roll with the punches and adapt, like I was saying. Learn to decide fast and act swiftly. None of that takes special skills, much less gear or stockpiles. Right? So, this particular article, I just wanted to say stay ready. For what's coming if you if you if you if you're not ready get ready right don't live in a fantasy and thinking that it's not going to affect you or don't try to don't try to put it in the back in your mind that we're not living in serious times because we are and yes you can have you some provisions right and you should and you should right you should yes, you can have you some ammo, some guns to protect you, and you should. 
But don't just make that the ultimate goal. Prepare your soul. Prepare your soul. Because in the end, between you and the creator is how we go all get through this. Those that trust in the Father. Right? So long as you protect your mind, you have a sound mind, don't sin, stay close to the Father. And if you are sin, if you did sin, repent, correct yourself, circumcise your heart, creating you a clean heart, ask the most high to do that, clean you up, walk circumspect, right? And stay watchful. Stay watchful. Don't fall asleep. Because many are asleep. Alright? So that's the news for the day that I want to bring forth to you. And I'll be doing this once a week or once every two weeks. I haven't decided yet. The more I see people watching or tuning in, then I will produce more. But this is a new podcast I'm putting forth. And this is Life's Theater. And I pray that this will rest upon your soul and will bless you and that this information can resonate within you and to uplift you and help you in these times and to put something on your mind to make you think and come closer to the Most High God so you can receive that sound mind. Till then, I want to say, man, the Most High bless you and have a blessed day. Bye.